Look at us. Aww. We, not only do we match each other, we match the tablecloth. Well, you know, you're very Dorothy right now. Am I? Dorothy Gale from Kansas. <laughs> Dorothy Gale, you get over here. I just watched Judy the other day. The one with Renee Zellweger? It's fantastic. You know, you remember from the old podcast mm -hmm. that I love to, every time the name Judy Garland is mentioned, mm -hmm. go, that bitch. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, she died on my eighth birthday. I, yeah. And I, I find humor in the story, mm -hmm. but some people... They're like, oh. Yeah, no, she didn't really ruin my birthday. I just happened to remember, have a distinct memory... Of Judy Garland dying. Of my dad watching the news, or my, you know, the family had come over for a birthday party, mm -hmm. and for whatever reason, my dad wanted to turn on the news. I mean, he was a journalist. Right. Duh. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Former journalist. So, um, and then, Judy Garland died of an apparent drug overdose at yeah. age 59. Did you watch that movie? Yeah, it was great. It was, it's so sad. Yeah, like, but I mean, I, I knew mean, she was going to die. Like, we all know what, right. what her life was, but... I was familiar with the steps leading up to, yeah. Yeah. But it was, I liked it, the movie. It was really fantastic. Yeah. But thanks. So, if yeah, you know, you got on the Dorothy dress just in time thanks. for Halloween. <laughs> There's no place like home. If you were in The Wizard of Oz, mm -hmm. who would you play? I mean, right now, you obviously are Dorothy, but if you were someone, anyone... Scarecrow. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Well, are you kidding good. me? Ray Bolger? Right, that's who, no. A bulger is bulger. how we used to say it in the, in the olden days, back when he was alive. And that's... Uh, you would know. He was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Like, if you look at just his physicality Do you and remember how, his, his non-scarecrow name in the show? His um, other character? Oh, I remember, I used to remember all of them. It was my favorite movie when I was a kid. He was, was it Huck or Hunk? I, I think it's Hunk. Yeah. Because now, now that I say it, I they all went out of my head. I had them all... And they're all gone. Yeah. But he was hunk or hunk or something like that. I, but I there's a, a part in that movie that I've made my kid watch kids watch over and over and over again. Which is And I have actually to the point I have just made video on my phone of this one part. And it is you know when the wicked witch is on the roof and it's the three of them before mm -hmm. they meet the cowardly yeah, lion. And she's throwing fire and she at throws the, fire. At the right? uh, and the scarecrow has the hat. So she poofs away. <clears throat> She poofs away, and um, <laughs> and he was like, make a mattress out of me. Bah, I'll show her. And then Tin Man goes, yeah, uh, whatever. He, and, he, and he pokes himself in the head, and he goes, dunk. And he does a take to his finger. Ah. And no one else reacts. It's just him, and he's just over there, and he goes, dunk. And then he's right back in it. <laughs> and it's so, it's you can tell it is not part of anything like... It was him just doing his vaudeville thing. Oh, that's great. And it's one of my favorites. It's, it's my favorite. He goes, Dunk! I love it. And he just comes right back in, and it's my favorite part of him. Well, life. I recently, for my memoirs, oh, yeah. wrote up, was writing up the chapter about the time I uh, directed and produced a live radio play. And you mentioned you had Jerry sing. Yes, yeah. Jerry sang in the Optimistic Voices Choir. And <clears throat> the two lead DJs, Mark and Brian, wanted to play the Scarecrow and the Tin Man. Yeah. And Dwight Yoakam wanted to play the Cowardly Lion. I love Dwight Yoakam. He was the first one to sign up. because he. And when you listen back to it, you can't tell it's Dwight Yoakam. Really? No, he does the whole thing. He's so a, great. In a perfect imitation of Burt Law. I would love to hear this. Who would you be? I mean, I probably the easy out is to say I would be Professor Marvel slash Wizard. Oh, it's so good. Why? Well, because he also played like three other roles. Oh, who rang that bell? Who rang that bell? He had a lot of the old Frank Nelson. Yep. Didn't you read the sign? 
Yeah, so that, that would be my first go-to. He's mm-hmm. the one I probably identify mm-hmm. with the most. Um, but we, Mark and Brian, wouldn't couldn't sing. They, they refused to sing if mm-hmm. I only had a brain, if I only had a heart. Well, you can't play those roles if you can't sing the song. Right, but what am I going to do? I'm, I am work for them. I'm mm-hmm. producing and directing the show. And I came up with the idea of a stunt double. A, a sung, sung double. Right. So I kept, we kept it from the audience, and I had it all arranged. So mm-hmm. I had the... Have I told you the story No. I had the stunt double sit in the front row of the auditorium. We were at the Museum of Television and Radio, which later was known as the Paley Center in Beverly Hills. So I've got my stunt double in the front row. Uh We've got this huge cast of people. I've got Sheena Easton as Dorothy. That's so great. And Leah Thompson from Back to the Future wanted to play Dorothy, but Sheena Easton's people called back first. All right. So I went with her. Too bad. We had Dwight Yoakam as the Cowardly Lion. We had Mark and Brian as the Scarecrow and the Woodman. Uh We had... um, for the Wicked Witch of the West, we had one of the actresses who played Gladys Kravitz on Bewitched. Yes! Her name was Sandra... Mrs. Kravitz is my favorite character San- ever. Sandra Gould. Yeah. So and there's a whole story about her <laughs> that I won't get into right now. And for the wizard slash Professor Marvel, I had Alan Young, who was Wilbur on Mr. Ed. Oh. But he also was Scrooge McDuck and any number of other mm-hmm. famous yeah. cartoon voices. Yeah. So... That so leaves, cool. now I don't have an Auntie M slash Glinda, because mm-hmm. what you do is you double. Right. If you play uh, Professor Marvel, you play the wizard. If you play Miss Gulch, you play... I uh, have to acknowledge something big is happening right now. There are a lot of sirens. There's a whole lot of sirens. A lot of sirens. I wonder. I hope everyone's okay. You, should, you probably should pause and take a prayer for whomever is yeah. affected yeah. by it. But, so all of these... But people play two parts, mm-hmm. obviously. That's the whole point. You know, she has a dream and the same people show up later. So usually, Aunt, but for this particular version of it, you're, I was going to double Auntie M and Glinda, mm-hmm. which is not the way they did it in the movie. That's like the odd one out. Right. They're getting closer. They're getting closer. And it's I, a lot. I mean, everything's okay here, We're right? You don't notice here, anything. Right. Now they're getting further. But it. Well, it's yeah. Constant. This, but I mean, there's more of them. I put my phone in airplane mode. Like, should so we, that I should I should I like check the alerts? Let's just see what's happening. It's let's, probably it's probably nothing. I mean, I hate to say it, it's probably a fire. Yeah. And you know, somewhere, and these guys are responding. Oh, anyway. Or a bad wreck. That would be also terrible. Yeah. Let's not have that. Oh, I'm not even gonna. All right. I'm not even gonna fiddle with so it. So the last two casting stunt castings mm-hmm. that I'll tell you then is for NEM slash. Glinda, I, I couldn't find any more actresses. Like Sheena, you know, Leah Thompson didn't mm-hmm, want to play mm-hmm. those parts. She wanted to sing. Okay. Um, so I ended up getting an actor named Peter Scolari. Who, Peter Scolari? Peter Scolari. You, you know him because he came to fame in the show Bosom Buddies with Tom Hanks. Yes. And then he was on Newhart. Uh-huh. Newhart's one of my favorite shows. Not, you know, the one in the Vermont the, Inn. Right, the so He was like the married to the pretty New blonde New girl. Heart. Yes. That's Peter Scolari. I like that. Brilliant. So he did the whole thing as, a, you know, pretending to be a lady as... That's fantastic. <laughs> and that was funny. All right. So finally we get to the point now. Now they're in Oz. Mm-hmm. She's about to meet the Scarecrow. It's time for the big number. And Mark mm-hmm. is playing like the Scarecrow. Uh, Brian's playing the Scarecrow. And it's time for the song. Conferring with the flowers. So I'm directing and I've got, you know, other cartoon actors. I've got Jess Harnell mm-hmm. from Animaniacs doing voices. I got all oh these people. Oh gosh, that's crazy. So, so I cue my stunt double, who is sitting, sitting here in the front row, mm-hmm. to please come up to the microphone and belt out the song. And it's Robert Goulet. Holy moly. 
I can waddle with the hours. Confirm with a flower. Oh, and he nailed it. And he Consult sang out. With a and, and just. Poof. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, what was your other songs? Like, did he, he did, sing he, both? He, he did, did both. both Cause I could. I mean, how many? Right. How many? What am I going to do? Get Tony of, Bennett also? I mean, Mel Torme. I mean, you know. <laughs> <that'd be awesome. laughs> that's so cool. You have so many cool stories. Well, we did so many of those. Uh, well, so many. Um, that was the last one I did before I left to go try to mm -hmm. be an on-air DJ at a failed in a station. But that was my big finale, if you will. Yeah. And another another one that I had done before that, in time for Halloween. In fact, we're probably coming up on the anniversary of mm -hmm. it. Was the Friday before Halloween? We did a reenactment of the War of the Worlds. I love that. And so a year much. after that, we did another show called The Witch's Tale, which is another horror mm -hmm. radio show. But the I recently found that someone had uploaded the audio of War of the Worlds to YouTube. Whoa. And I didn't know. I, I thought it was lost. Right. I mean, it's in the archives of the Museum of Television and Radio. But, but like, so I found, having So I found someone, one listener uploaded the audio from mm -hmm. Wizard of Oz. So I know where that is. That's awesome. And another one put on YouTube the audio from War of the Worlds. And I'll put the link in for it because it's Halloween. Why not? And I think, actually, just as a shout-out, this week, uh, Pillissippi State, my friend Charles Miller, who is a professor there and theater professor, yeah. they're doing a radio play. I listened to some of it. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yes. They That's did awesome. uh, the Lone Ranger redo, and I want to go back. I didn't have time to go back and listen to the next one, but yeah. I want to hear that. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. And if you want to cast me... In a radio play? In a radio play. I've always wanted to do it my whole, whole life. Well, I'll it's, do it. it's fun. I was in the one of the versions of The Christmas Carol. I played Fred. Mm-hmm. And um, Kevin Pollack was Scrooge. Nice. And Mark Hamill was the ghost of uh, Jacob Marley in Christmas Mark Future. So he was in a lot of our shows. So I have to thank um, oh, Tim well, Coleman, by the way, because oh, right. he's the one who inspired the entire topic that uh, we're well, talking about. Well, who knew? The he last thing I'll tell you, though, about Wizard of uh, War of the Worlds, uh -huh. if you want to listen to it, is we had Paul Sorvino in the Orson Welles role. Ooh. And the one who stole the show as reporter Carl Phillips, who is the news reporter who gets burned alive by the <laughs> Martian rays. Right. And boy, did he hit it out of the park, <laughs> William Shatner. Oh, it's so good. He got it. We uh, went to we went to a commercial break at after, as soon as he's dead. I timed it. Yeah, and I, I was I was in charge. That's so, so I scheduled cool. the commercial break right after Carl Phillips dies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're gonna need a break I, after. Well, that. Yeah, I wanted there to be a silence. Right. And then we went to break, and we came back, like, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and the audience gave him a standing ovation. That's amazing. Once the mics were off. Of course. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so cool. So good. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. So he You know died. what else is so good? Di Dying, <laughs> death. You see where we're going Halloween. Here. Bone Zones. Don't ah. forget the S.com. Yes. Bonezones.com is where you get the official merchandise of the one and only Dr. Bill Bass. Mm -hmm. We got another uh, Facebook message. You know, I, I run his Facebook page called right. Dr. Bill Bass, comma, forensic anthropologist. Mm -hmm. That's me, really. <laughs> um, and I get messages, you know, oh, Dr. Bass, oh, I just discovered your book, Death's Acre. Oh, yeah. Which is hard to find because it's the first one they did, and sometimes it's out of print, but Bonezones.com has them, and they have them autographed. That's awesome. Uh, and it's the origin story of the body farm. It kind of takes you through right. how, why Dr. Bass needed to create this research facility. Mm -hmm. um, and that's another great nonfiction one to be on the body farm. So you can get those at the Bone Zones store. I was actually talking to the boyfriend about your affiliation with Dr. Bass and Bone Zones. And he was asking how they ended up becoming a sponsor. And turns out his mom 
worked with Dr. Bass at one point. That is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he is legendary in this area. I think when Metropulse still used to be a paper, mm -hmm. they were trying to decide who arguably is the most famous person in East Tennessee. It's and not they, Johnny Knoxville. And they had narrowed it down. Oh, the birds. They had oh, narrowed guys. it down. Look at the bird. He's going to go in that hole. Oh, hi, bird. Anyway, I've got to get the handyman to come out and fill that in. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the, the <laughs> Metropulse had narrowed it down to, I think, Pat Summit and Dr. Bass. Oh, that's a tough as one. Probably the arguably two most famous people worldwide because the impact that they have had. Yeah, because if you get into it, Doctor, you know, you may think, well, Doctor Bass locally, Pat Summit would be more well known, but, but nationally or worldwide. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Bonezones.com. Don't forget the S. All the things. All right. So I cut you off when you're talking about uh, Tim Coleman. Oh no, and that's this fine. Um, fine. Tim shirt. Coleman, uh, who I whom I work with at uh, Sweet Fanny Adams SFA. He is working Oktoberfest up at Obergatlinburg, and every year he orders like his lederhosen and all of this, and mm -hmm. this was an extra shirt he had, and I was talking about how much I loved it, so thanks. Nice. Thank you. It's a good thing Tim's skinny. <laughs> this is an extra large, but... It is? Yeah. I mean, I could wear it as a dress, or I could do that... Um, lampshading? I could lampshade it, or I could risky business it. Oh, that's with the uh, that's Tom Cruise with right. underpants. Uh, it's called Porky Pig in it. Porky Pig in it? Yeah. Where do you get this? Porky Urban Pig? Dictionary? Um, actually, uh, Saturday Night Live, Kate McKinnon, have you ever seen the episode where she, they're talking about being abducted by aliens with Ryan Reynolds, I think? Well, yeah, I've seen, well, that, that's a recurring skit. Well, at one point, she she said that they abducted her and all she was wearing was a shirt and her underpants, Porky Pig in it. <laughs> so, Porky Pig in it is referring to when you're just wearing like a dress shirt yeah. at, or a t-shirt and just your I, underpants. I'm pretty sure though Porky Pig is one of the pantsless cartoon he characters. Is. Winnie the Pooh, Donald Duck, Porky Pig, mm -hmm. no pants. No pants. Right? And so if you're wearing a shirt and no pants, it's Porky Pig in it. Why not Winnie the Pooh in it? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, I just answered my own question. <laughs> Donald Duck in it? <laughs> I mean... Yeah. I mean, I guess you, Porky Pig in it is Porky, a little... Porky Pig in it if, sounds, if those are your three choices, yeah. that probably is the, the, the same best, the best of the three. Why not the Pooh in it? <laughs> I, I didn't mean for it to be funny. I just, I mean, it, I'm, I was committed to saying it, and as it's, the words are coming out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, yeah. I do that all the time. <laughs> Uh, well, that's what they teach us in improv: is you, you take the filter off, oh, well, and you just go, yeah, and worry about <laughs> what happens later. <laughs> How long have you and Jerry been married? Oh my gosh, thirty-five years yeah. and a half. Yeah, yeah, something like what? Like when you first started dating? Yeah, you know, you have that like excitement period, right? And then you... I, I was not that exciting. I'm just saying, like. Where you're like Twitter pated and you're like, mm. okay. Did you have that? Well, see, my friend like, Bruce asked her out first, and I was irritated. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it worked out well for you, so. Yeah, I mean, that's what I did have. Curse Bruce's. Um, uh, Bruce, this Bruce lives in Vegas, mm -hmm. and what I had going for me is that he was uh, not a, not a great, I mean, boyfriend. <laughs> you know, he was kind of like the same. He had the same date that he would take all the girls on. The oh, same, okay, yeah. Had it all planned out. Yeah. You know, he had the champagne on ice in the trunk of the car. Oh, wow. So that okay. it, when they stopped 
to uh, sit by the Potomac River, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, he would happen to have it ready to go. Uh-huh. You know, it was all planned. Go to the comedy, go to dinner at the revolving restaurant on top mm-hmm. of the Keybridge mm-hmm. Marriott, go to the comedy club in D.C., go back to the Marriott, <laughs> sit on the grass looking over the the Potomac River, and uh-huh. then you'd have the champagne on ice. It was That's a routine. A okay. So when I told my wife this, and it you know, was predicting each step of the date, it freaked her out. Okay, so he asked her out. Yeah. You told her this is what later, he's going to do. Later. Oh, I think okay. well, at some point I, she was trying to tell me what this this. So how did it work out for you? Me? Well, he asked her out first. Oh, then time went by. Um, we uh, encountered each other at a couple of different parties. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a birthday party mm-hmm. and she came to it um, with Bruce, I guess. Or maybe that's when he asked her out. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there were a couple of other th- you know, social gatherings. Mm-hmm. Um you didn't have your, like, little, <laughs> we're dating? Oh, I hope she doesn't watch this one. She's gonna. No, sometimes she skips. <laughs> uh, I get, well, are you talking, so something, you're leading up to something. Well, no, I'm I, just, I'm asking, I, I, I can't like, remember. when you go from the phase of, of newly dating to, you start kind of discovering each other, and you kind of, you get you start getting to the meat. All right. You know, where you start, like, going, okay, well, you yeah. start you you it's not the veneer washes off but it's you become more comfortable and you start sharing and becoming more vulnerable and sharing with each other all right um did you because you guys have been together for a really long time yes when and you start kind of figuring each other out and uh, inevitably when you're together like you're going to annoy her she's going to annoy oh, you constantly um she you know i mean i annoy her constantly <laughs> but where you have like you don't even have to speak it anymore. Like you know, you've been together long enough to where you know in this situation Jerry's going to react this way, and she um, knows I, in this I situation. I don't know. I think I think that's the problem. Is if if that were the case, mm-hmm. I can at this point kind of prevent that and go. All right, I know she doesn't like the scent of the garbage bags that I bought. <laughs> right. So. She's not going to put a new garbage bag liner in the garbage can under any circumstances until we run out of these 500 garbage bags. And <laughs> all right. So I so I know that it's not going to happen. So I don't make <laughs> so, it, so I just go ahead and put in the garbage liner. So this is what I would like for you to imagine. So but my point is I still get taken by surprise. I still do things that irritate her and <laughs> I get blindsided. And you're like, "God, oh, dang it." Because I didn't know. I thought I had it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> imagine having to learn all of that like at 40 and a half and a half oh because you've had your midlife change we had some midlife change and so i never the change of life is that what we call it and i don't know i don't but think that's that's i don't else. i don't think i don't believe in the whole over the hill thing at 40 now because like your oh, life no. expectancy isn't 80 <laughs> you can't over the hill it What's life expectancy? Then? I don't. It's more than that. Well, it's the mid eighties. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, but no. So like, when you're doing it at a later date, I never really dated. This is the first time I've dated oh. in my whole life. I just okay. went like into a very intense long-term relationship. So I think that's what happened to me. Yeah. We just kind of. I don't remember the. I mean, we just got right in. Like you, you know. just right in there. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, we're it's it's an interesting thing to me that you guys like you're still there's still little surprises. There's happy ones, good ones too, right? <laughs> you know, this is like I I don't know. <laughs> 
I can tell you stories about radio all day. <laughs> I can tell you, you stories. You guys just you coexist together so well that it's not even a process, right? I'm loving this so much because he's just like. Well, this morning. Uh huh. This morning she left to go to work. Mm-hmm. And she was very sweet. Mm-hmm. She knew that we you, you were coming over. So she said, I hope you have a good day. And I said, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I said, I mean, I hope you have a good day. Why are you the worst? <laughs> you are the worst. I knew, but yeah. I kind of knew. Right. I kind of knew what I was saying. Well, she and she knows you know. Yeah. That she knows you know you know she but knows my initial she gut reaction was to say, yeah, I, yeah, hope I, have a, I also hope I have a good day. <laughs> I also, I, I, I too hope. That I, <laughs> but, like, it's that acceptance and over-acceptance of each other, of just your existence. And you're so supportive of her, and she's so supportive of you, and I think that that's, like, an, an attainable goal. Okay. Yeah, and I really like that. Squad goals. Squad goals, relationship or ship goals. Ship goals. Ship All right. Well, goals. I, I'll take it as a compliment because I mean, I am prob. I don't think of myself as a particularly good husband. She says I am relative to other people who are out there, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're a good husband to her. Yeah. And that's all you need to be. All right. Yeah. All right. That sounds. That's good. <laughs> Thirty-three years. No, five thirty-five and a half. Thirty-five and a half. Yeah. But you've been together. Like thirty-six. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. <laughs> it's been a while. Well, she's very sweet, and she's very sweet to me. Yes. Yeah. She is. <laughs> I'm still thinking about, I think it was, was it Friday's episode last week when I'm like, what the hell is Jerry doing at home? Oh, oh, oh. And you know what? I, I realized I never talked about the fact that I busted you out on your carb intake, and I could see in your eyes you were like, you, Judy Garland. All right, let's save that for another show. It's the Christian and Frank show. Judy Garland. Uh, the Christian <laughs> and Frank show. You can find us on, on YouTube and all your favorite podcast apps, including iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. And um, follow us on all the socials. And please like, subscribe, share. Yeah, that's why Jerry likes you. Why? You're, you're another set of eyes and ears. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> A little rat me out. A little tattletale. <laughs> Inadvertent tattletale. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, if you saw yesterday's episode, mm-hmm. you know yeah. that we had the honey bun. The honey bun. And when we got back, I accidentally said that we had the honey bun. You didn't accidentally say you had well, the no, honey I bun. Mean, you were excited that we had that. I, I was. I intentionally said that we had the honey bun, but I accidentally ratted you out on your carbon take because I said, yeah, we had this honey bun. And she went, there goes your carbon take. And it was like, most people get yelled at for their carbon footprint. Yes, you <laughs> carbon intake. Uh, okay, get right, out. Thanks. <laughs> oh, that's another one on tape. Dang it. Or, you know, I'm going to make that montage.